0: some of the conversations we have here on Chicago's Legal Ate focus on matters of law that uh, usually have a long history behind them. Uh, Some of the topics are based on legislation and case law that can go back decades in some cases. And then there are topics we discuss which we would not have even thought about discussing when we started this series just a couple of years ago. In these instances, um, we're discussing laws which maybe are just being implemented or have not been tested in the courts at all and are kind of an open area for us as we begin to explore them. And that's what we've got today. Hi, everybody. Uh, This is Jim Mitchell. And I don't want to say that I'm unprepared for our conversation, but um, we're going to venture into some new territory, so I'm really anxious to see where this conversation leads today as we discuss social media in schools. Now, part of that topic centers on the right of schools to request passwords to Uh, social media accounts. Helping explain this latest legislation and perhaps give us a look as to what we might expect relative to the implementation of this type of law here in Illinois is Attorney Kelly Anderson. Kelly is an associate at Lavelle Law, has been with me in the past on a number of occasions, and always uh, look forward to the conversations. Kelly, welcome back. Nice to talk to you today.
1: You too. Thanks, Jim.
0: So, do these new laws that we're going to talk about today first of all do they do they actually provide a definition of what is meant by social media or is that just somewhat implied
1: it's 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 somewhat implied but it is really you know demanding access to online accounts whether it's Facebook or any any sort of personal online account
0: okay all right and we're going to focus on schools today um but as as we kind of venture into that I just sort of like to set a benchmark um, is, is this a topic that's already had some traction in the business world as employers tangle with, with the same kind of issue regarding employees' use of these yeah. online services?
1: Absolutely. And and I think that's where, you know, initially legislation has sort of started because um employers have been demanding social media passwords and obviously trying to regulate um employees' use of social media in, in the in the workplace. Um but now schools are also um sometimes doing this and demanding passwords from their students. Uh, In in particular, we're seeing athletic departments of universities um, who try to do sort of policing of their athletes' online activities. Uh, Sometimes they are asking them to hand over passwords, sometimes they install special software and apps um, to regulate or monitor their students, or sometimes they are required to even become friends with their coaches on Facebook and other sites.
0: Interesting. Now, if I understand this correctly, and we'll go into some more detail on some of what you described there, this is sort of being handled state by state. Um, Are the descriptions you described from universities, are those some of the things that states are doing right now? Is that how they're approaching it?
1: Some states are, um, yes, they're... Some states, the social media access laws are still only covering the employee, the workplace issues. Um, In other states, it's covering both employers and schools. But more specifically, in some states, um, and in the majority of them, um, it only covers higher education, not K through 12. However, Michigan and now Illinois, I think, are the only two states that cover both. So, in other words, the laws are starting to regulate um, social media in both higher education and K through 12.
0: Interesting. Now so tell me a little bit about Illinois since that's uh, where you're located. Um you know what does their new legislation look like?
1: Yeah, Illinois um became the second state actually effective at the beginning of this year to enact social media privacy legislation that protects personal digital accounts of K-12 through and post-secondary students, and it's called the Right to Privacy um, in the School Setting Act. And under the law, Illinois schools cannot require students to hand over media account passwords unless they are suspected of breaking a school disciplinary law. Um, The law specifically says this section does not apply when a post-secondary school has reasonable cause to believe that a student's account on a social networking website contains evidence that the student has violated a school disciplinary rule or policy. But this is, you know, the, the the schools can't just go in and say, ah, oh, we think we, you know, the student has violated something and go and immediately demand um, a password from them. There's a notification requirement in the law that um, requires the schools to first notify students and parents that the school has this kind of authority, but only if they have reasonable cause to believe, um, you know, there's a policy violation. And this policy and notification requirement must be put into their school rules policies handbook. So now this law is, you know, really trying to give some guidance to teachers and um, educators as to what their policy should include going forward. And I think it's just been sort of, you know, open-ended at this point as to what schools really can get away with doing. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Well you you've raised a couple of interesting points that I want to follow up on um now the first would be um you go with the assumption that um the student has violated a school policy of some sort um what what might some of those conditions be are we talking about like bullying or cheating on tests things of that sort
1: well, yeah, and, and and the problem is, and, and because I think you know a lot of these laws aren't vetted yet, is it's it's fairly broad. I mean, you know, a school could have a policy of no gum chewing. So at this point, you know, it it covers everything. However, you know, the hope is for me personally that that they're only applying it in instances where there's you know safety concerns or bullying, like you said, or violence or something like that. But um, you know, I think schools would have to sort of, you know, really define that in their own policies to make it clear. Okay.
0: And uh, I know this law is, is very, very new. Have you seen any cases or challenges or instances of this being applied yet in Illinois?
1: Not really. I, I have read about, um, like in Calumet City, the school board there has, you know, tried to come up with some new policies. Um, and in their instance, they can obtain passwords, but they first have to get approval of the principal of the school and then from the superintendent. But they can only get approval if there's information that um, that they think is on a social media page that might help them address a problem with bullying or other violent acts. So in that case, they have sort of tailored it um, in, in an appropriate way, I think. Um, there also has been some discussion. There was a big Northwestern University student-athlete social networking policy, and I think it's still in place, actually. And what they're... Um, policy states is that you must provide full access to members of your coaching staff and or selected members of the athletics department for any and all personal online networking pages. This um, policy policy that they have in place was um, actually used against them in a National Labor Relations Board case um, in which it was determined that students can unionize. But the focus, um, while the focus was on the unionizing portion of it, it was important that the court noted specifically that their policy was clearly illegal under this new act.
0: Well, um, very, very interesting topic we're wading into today on on Chicago's Legal Latte as Attorney Kelly Anderson. Lavelle Law uh, is sharing some information about new legislation that deals with uh, the potential for a school to request a student's password for their personal online accounts. Um, As you can hear, it's new territory, so we're kind of getting a first look at at what's happening in this area with with Kelly's assistance. Um, Now, in addition, I just want to say to contributing to the podcast here from time to time, uh, Kelly also, also authors a regular series of articles. You can find those at LavelleLaw.com, a couple of very recent posts there that I think you'll find interesting. Uh, everything comes under the Media tab at LavelleLaw.com, both articles and, and past podcasts as well. So a lot uh, a lot for you to dig into if you'd like to find out more. Now, uh, Kelly, you, you started to talk about uh, the particular instance at, at Northwestern and, and a court reaction or a court comment there. Um Can you sort of give us a quick overview of some of what might be the legal implications of uh, this type of policy that would jump out to you from from your position?
1: Well, I mean, the fact that at this point it is a little broad, and there's always going to be concerns with, you know, demanding passwords, whether, you know, justified or not, whether this is a violation of the, you know, People's First Amendment rights and Fourth Amendment's rights. The the first being, you know, their right to free speech, and the Fourth Amendment rights guaranteeing them, you know, the right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure. Um, and there's also sometimes there could be potentially a violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, which makes it a federal crime to um, engage in any unauthorized access to computers or uh, any websites. So. You know, there's there's always going to be those concerns, and and I don't know if those are going to go away even as the legislation gets more you know specific and tailored.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of ways this this could be uh, could be tested. Let's let's take a look at this from the point of view of the schools. Um, um, are there things they should be doing to to properly operate under the law? It sounds like much like a business should have a, an employee handbook. Uh, it's, it clearly sounds like the first thing is that schools should have a student policy book.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, like, it is a work in progress at this point, but at least Illinois and, and Michigan as well have, you know, tried to help give some guidance with these new laws. And, um, you know, the Illinois Association of School Boards is basically just su- suggesting that school officials adopt the policies in this law and make sure that notification requirement is in their handbooks. Um, it's, it's unclear how they're actually implementing this, but, you know, even though... Uh, some critics are saying this law is too far-reaching. The best thing that they can do is just to get that policy in there for now, and and you know they can obviously tailor it if they want to.
0: Yeah, and that as, as you say, I think it's going to evolve over time. Now, it, it's certainly not uh, our objective here to start getting into individuals' lives, but um, certainly we've seen how this can impact people from a business point of view. We we're talking about it now from a from a school point of view. It, just because of the nature of things that can happen online, knowing that this type of law is out there, any anything we should say to parents that say, look, you know, it's out there, it, it could be, become a problem here, are things you should be doing to monitor, because there are laws around online activity now, even if it's just a child?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think they absolutely, just to make sure. Sh- make need to contact the school or make sure that they're aware of their school's policy and that their child is aware of the policy and 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 if there isn't a policy in place bring it to the school's attention and um, certainly you know make sure that they get something in place so that you know their child's rights aren't violated
0: and again from an Illinois perspective um, tell us again the name of this this act and and when did it go into effect or is it pending
1: it it uh no it went into effect at the first um January first of this year, so it's it's almost a year into into its uh, implementation but uh it's the right to privacy in the school setting act
0: okay, and you referenced a few minutes ago just the the first and fourth amendment and um you know certainly, there are plenty of times when people stand behind the Constitution to protect themselves from just about about everything, but it seems to me if there's going to be challenges that's that's probably the stand that most people would take is that it, it certainly could absolutely. potentially be perceived right a violation there
1: absolutely yes, and you know i I think there's even more concern these days with the violation because of we now have this cloud, and so there you know there's so much information stored on the cloud, so if somebody's trying to get access to that, I mean they could have access to just about everything, you know, everything there possibly is to know about you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that many schools now are also handing out uh, tablets or computers to students. That's becoming more common. So now you have, you know, property of the school being used in these different ways as well. Exactly. Okay. Well, we've certainly covered a lot of ground, and um, this is one that I think – uh, we're going to talk about uh, from time to time again, and I want to thank Kelly Anderson for taking the time today. Um, certainly, one that I'm going to ask her to come back and, and revisit with us uh, from time to time. And as the first few challenges start to appear and conversations take place, I'm sure we'll get the latest updates from her. So, uh, many thanks to Kelly Anderson for joining us today. If you would like to follow up further with her, uh, you can reach Kelly at eight four seven. 705 7555. That's the main number to Lavell Law. Or kanderson at lavelllaw.com. Now, that website, LavelleLaw.com, is a source, as I mentioned before, of of great information. And it also houses all of our past podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about other legal topics, you can download those and uh, listen to them for free at uh, at your convenience. And there are now uh, several hundred in the library, so uh, take advantage of that. Next week, I will welcome back one of my favorite guests. Attorney Jim Voigt will be here. Jim will join me for a discussion on corporate structure and actually look at the ways to evaluate whether or not your business requires incorporation at all. Uh, Jim's got a great deal of experience in that area, so I uh, hope you can join us. So uh, All the entrepreneurs and uh, people potentially starting a business might be a great conversation for you to listen into. We'll look forward to having you join us for that. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.